0: Good morning, then. (laughs) So, um, prophets is what we're talking about today, um, and that's a really interesting subject for me. Oops. Um, Not least of which, because when I was young, uh, really the teaching in the church that I was in was that there was no prophetic today, that that had ceased many, many, many centuries previously, and anybody who presumed to speak prophetically was somehow disputing the authority of the Bible. Um, You'll be, I hope, pleased to know that that's not the position I'm gonna take this morning. But it wasn't an unusual one in the church in the West. Um, And it is an interesting thing because here we have both in the Old Testament God promising that there will be the prophetic uh, in the future, and also Jesus promising that the Holy Spirit is going to come to those who follow Jesus, and that through the Holy Spirit all manner of things are going to be revealed, more in fact than the disciples were going to be able to make sense of at the time. Remember, this was before Jesus had risen from the dead. I think one of the things we miss in Acts, uh, but I'd encourage you, if you ever read the Acts of the Apostles, that's the book just after the four Gospels, is that you get a real sense that after Jesus rises from the dead, there's an awful lot of penny dropping going on among the disciples. An awful lot of stuff suddenly starts to make a lot of sense. And and that's a real uh, change moment, Uh, not just for the apostles, but for the whole world. Because they got it, they preached it, because they preached it, we now have it. That's a fantastic legacy, isn't it? And it's interesting. So I wanna talk about from what we've been talking about at the moment, which is the passage or the short phrase in in Ephesians 4, which says that Jesus has given to the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the church for works of service so that they may grow in unity, in the knowledge of God and become mature in the whole, the whole gospel, gospel implied, and the fullness that is in Christ Jesus. So that's four, that's five jobs given into the church. It doesn't say one person for each, it doesn't say lead, it says equip, but that they are there for a specific purpose. Now, prophecy is quite an interesting one because there's two sets of teaching that we need to do about the prophetic. And I'm going to only do one this time and the other one we're gonna do later before the summer. But I want to mention the two. So this is an interesting gift because it is my view that the Bible says that the prophetic is available to every Christian that the prophetic is available to every Christian. And although I'm not going to expand too much on that this week, we are going to spend time on that. And I'm very excited that in early June, we're going to be able to have a workshop on a Saturday and then service on a Sunday led by someone called Kath Livesey. Kath Livesey leads the international ministry called Accessible Prophecy. And uh, can I just recommend a book? Catholicism wrote a book called My Sheep Have Ears. I've got to be honest, it's probably the best book on prophecy I've ever read. It's excellent. Do you like it, Eve? She does. Eve loves it. Um, and, and this is one of the things. So we're going to do a little bit more of that. But what I wanted to do was talk this time about the, the prophetic building up the body. So this is this is the job. This is what Jesus gave specifically the prophetic to build up the body. Now that's an interesting thing to say. And I'm aware it's an interesting thing to say. If we go into the outside world and we say, we are a church that is looking to be led and influenced by the prophetic, that's not a normal statement. You're not going to get many shareholders being supportive of ICI saying, right, we have a corporate policy, but what we're now looking for is a prophetic policy. Now, all the Christians who are shareholders in ICI might get very excited. All the people who aren't are going to get very confused and are just a little bit disgruntled. And one of the reasons for this is, of course, that church is not a business. We don't run like business and we don't run as though we are part of the world systems. We aspire to live differently. I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase in this church, but I'll point it out again that we aspire to live differently. And the prophetic is one of those very distinctive differences. The church is called to live differently. And one of the things is that we live prophetically. So let's just talk about what the prophetic is. So the prophetic in the Bible works out like this. The prophecy is the expression of revelation from God. That's in simple terms, that's what prophecy is. Prophecy is the expression of revelation from God. Old Testament and New Testament makes it pretty clear that that revelation from God comes from the Holy Spirit. How do we get the Holy Spirit? Well, that's straightforward. This is how it works. Jesus offers the Holy Spirit to anyone who will ask Him to put their life right and follow Him. And part of us knowing that we are accepted by Jesus is that we receive the Holy Spirit. My view is that in the Bible, anyone who receives the Holy Spirit, therefore anyone who says yes to Jesus, is able to access the prophetic. That's for everybody. And that's interesting. Now, how do we therefore hear what God is saying? Well, we, we know lots of ways, the, the, so Joel talks about dreams, visions, sometimes nowadays called pictures. I prefer the word vision, but I'll happily take pictures. Sometimes, and I have to say it's happened to me about three times in my entire life, hearing, actually hearing physically. I don't know, has that happened to anybody else here? Anybody else here? Not very often, but actually I, I can tell you I physically heard. And that was exciting, but it's not, it's not normal, but it did happen. We know what God is saying through reading the Bible. And do you know what? Sometimes we read very familiar passages, and like the, like the disciples, we have a penny drop moment. Have you ever had a penny drop moment reading something frankly that's really familiar? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Don't discount that, that is the prophetic. What you do about it, of course, then becomes important too. Sometimes we go somewhere and we gain an impression of what is going on that is outside of what's going on. We quite often call that discernment. But the Holy Spirit is revealing to us what's really happening. And this is common, but it's also prophetic. Sometimes um, we, get, we get an image of what 's going on or, or what 's going to happen, or we see people in a particular light, or we see our own lives in a particular light, and that happens. The Bible talks about a still small voice, one that when we listen to it, we find that we are at peace, and that when we disregard it, we find that we are not at peace. Anybody had that experience? Yeah, OK, anybody had that long delay and thinking why on earth didn't I just listen to that in the first place and save myself a lot of grief? anybody had that just me is it just me yeah I thought that it's only me you always obey right away it's only me that resists and go no that can't be God talking I have to do this do you know I've over the years I've discerned a pattern in this can I just tell you okay and it's this big decisions when we resist Seem to be about a year. That's the pattern. Overall, if I was saying an average, when God is clearly saying change and we are going, no, it's too big. On average, it's about a year before we finally go, okay, maybe I should do something about this. Smaller ones, less time. But honestly, that's that's my pattern here. I don't know if that's true. I can't bear it out with too much, but there you go. Okay, the other thing is sometimes we are involved in an environment or a situation and we can see meaning beyond itself. We see it's almost as a symbol or an outworking of something else. We watch two people having an argument, I'm just saying this because this is from my personal experience, watch two people having an argument and what God said to me is this illustrates the discord in this town. It wasn't this town, by the way. It was another town, but it said, this illustrates the discord that is in this town. And later on, I discovered that there'd been uh, considerable difficulty in the town over a particular issue. But, But God had revealed it in that way. And we see this a lot. So there's lots of ways in which God can speak to us. The first question is, are we listening? Do you listen? Do you hear that? Do you write it off and go, no, 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 that's just my imagination? That's a song, isn't it? Yes, I see. Motown, anti-prophecy. No it's not, I'm only joking. Uh, But we can do that, but God speaks and we are called to listen with faith. Okay. So the interesting pattern in the Bible is that prophecy is used in the Old Testament in exactly the same way as it's used in the New Testament. Are you surprised at that? That the delivery of prophecy is exactly the same in the Old Testament as in the New Testament. How interesting is that? Who does the prophesying is, of course, different. We'll come to that, but it's more or less the same. So prophetic, the, the Hebrew word for prophetic is nachbay, which means prophet. And the Greek word in the New Testament is prophetis or prophetis which is a bit self explanatory means prophet. Nabai, by the way, in Hebrew, which means prophet, also means uh, he, prophet in um, Uzbek, just so you know. So you now know at least one word. You can go to Uzbekistan and claim to be a prophet with some comfortable uh, element and be culturally appropriate. So here's, here's the list. I just want to talk briefly, here's the list. Old Testament, New Testament. Teaching about the Word of God, prophetic teaching about the Word of God happens in the Old Testament, where it was obviously the law, and in the New Testament, where it's about Scripture. The Old Testament and the New Testament prophecy is used to discern people's motives. Both, it's used. Hearing from God about the future and what's going to happen and what God's opinion is Old Testament, New Testament. Hearing revelation about individual personal situations. Has that ever happened to you? I have a great story I can tell you about that. Um, Where I was, me and Arlene, I was young, we were in an audience that was about, it was Canning Town, Town Hall. So it must have been about 500, 600 people. How many do you think about that? And there's a guy preaching, uh, and he's not, it's not a ministry time. He's right in the middle of his sermon, right in the middle of his sermon. And he stops in the middle of his cell and he goes, you. And obviously, you know, 240 people all turn around. (laughs) Okay, and we are, what are we, 10 rows back? Something like that, we weren't near the front. You, eventually it's me and he goes, look, God says this, you won't die young and you'll serve me overseas. Now what you don't know is I was 22 years old and I had been brought up that I wouldn't live past 21. So that was a significant, and it changed my life. And I did serve God overseas. How amazing. But God uses the prophetic to tell the future. And he does that in the Old Testament, he does it in the New Testament. So we hear revelation about other people. What we see in the prophetic is leading people in worship, often in singing that that's a prophetic gift. We see it in the Old Testament, we see it in the New Testament. And people are called to do that. Writing down, writings for others, is Old Testament and New Testament is prophetic. How many books do we read that we find actually speak into our lives? This is prophetic. Poetry and songwriting as the prophetic, as the declaration of the revelation of God and sometimes, physical symbolism. Maybe we don't do this enough in our communities. Maybe we're a bit too British. but acting out and showing, this is, this is what it looks like to be a prodigal brought home. This is what have you ever seen those, a, a drama of some revelation of, of God, and it's just absolutely moved you to tears. Has that ever happened to you? It's amazing, isn't it? Maybe we don't do enough of that. I don't know. But all of those things, you'll be interested in are in the, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. What do we conclude from this? Therefore, that the prophetic comes from the Holy Spirit, and I know you're not shocked, the Holy Spirit is the same, the same in the Old Testament as the New Testament. It's the same Holy Spirit that speaks prophetically in the Old Testament as speaks in the New Testament, and therefore it's the same Holy Spirit that speaks now. And realistically speaking, we should look for the Holy Spirit to speak to all of us in all the ways I've listed. I I can publish the list if you want. In all those different ways, they're all available. And that's exciting. So what what does that then mean for prophecy? Well, the purpose of prophecy is this, to give us the now word from God. So this is where the people who were teaching when I was young we're not quite understanding what, what the Bible says about prophecy. Prophecy is not to compete with Scripture. It's not an addition to Scripture. It's not a supplement to Scripture, but it is the application of God's Word now. And sometimes we need that, don't we? You've been in those situations, do I, don't I? You've done that? Do I, don't I? And you really need to know. God can speak into that now in all the ways, by the way, that I've just told you, and possibly more, I'm not saying this is an exhaustive list, gives us the now word. It also, prophetically, we are enabled to understand what God is thinking. So God has promised us through Jesus in the New Testament, in the new covenant, that he will happily reveal to us what he is thinking. Have you ever asked him? Do you know that? There's a little phrase in the Bible, James wrote it. It said, you don't get because you don't ask. Okay, so you say to God, what's this mean then? What's that about? What's going on with them then? I know this isn't very posh language. It's okay. Okay, you can talk to God like this. What, what are they about then? How come they are doing that? Why is this happening? Not guaranteeing you always get the answer you like on that one, by the way. But but you can ask it. And you know, my experience is this: God answers, God tells you. But we have to ask, of course. Who asks? Who doesn't ask? Don't ask that. I'm just saying, you can ask. Do you ever ask? Do you not ask because it makes you feel silly? That's the spiritual battle. Satan doesn't want you to ask, by the way, so he'll tell you you're being stupid, or you're being superstitious, or you're just making it up in your head. But trust me, God will answer, because he promises that in his word. If you call, huh, see, you know that. It's fantastic, isn't it? Okay, now, but the thing about prophecy, and it never claims this, not in Old or New Testament, is that the prophetic never claims to be the whole revelation of God that we are called to constantly work, to constantly read our Bibles, to pray, to meet with others, to take counsel, and to keep learning, to keep following Jesus. And as it is, but it is what we need now. And this is my experience of walking with Jesus. Jesus reveals the next step. Okay, now can I just tell you what us human beings do with this? just so you know. I know it'll only be me in this room that does this, but okay, so Jesus reveals the next step. So I just assume steps two to 20 all by myself. (laughs) So Jesus says, well, you should do this, and I go, aha, that means that two years from now I'll be doing this. He hasn't said this, by the way, he's just said do this, but I like to know And if God isn't gonna fill in the gaps, then there's always me to do it, isn't there? Do you do that, is that you? No, just me, I knew it was just me. You're just all so spiritual, it's amazing. And it's fantastic, but we do that. Can I give you a little clue? Can I just tell you that prophets do that as well? God gives them a word. And what prophets have to do is resist the temptation to tell everybody what it means for the next five years and just to give the word and leave it unedited. But that's a discipline for prophets, all prophets. But there you go. So there's an interesting thing. And It's for, Paul tells us three things. It's for um, comfort, strengthening, and encouraging. Now, When prophecy, we say, is for strengthening and encouraging, that doesn't mean that it's always all good. It's that we are told the revelation, and sometimes for our strengthening, we need to hear difficult things. Sometimes we need to be encouraged to deal with difficult things. It isn't as though every prophecy that we hear is necessarily going to be that enjoyable to hear, but it is exciting. And that's fantastic. Okay. Okay. So, last point: what is it that prophets do in the church? So this is all of us. so far, all of us should be able to do this. Is do this happen to you? Would you like this? Is this good for you? If you belong to Jesus, all of this is yours every day it 's fantastic. I want to tell you that this year, four times, for using outside people. God has spoken to me at crucial times prophetically and that has changed the direction in which I am operating because God is like that. He's good to me. I'm not singled out. He's happy to be good to you too. But more than that, this year, God has warned me to be careful of certain things. This year, in quiet times. And that has been enormously helpful. But more than that, three times this year, God has given us as a church prophetic words for us to work on. God has told us this. For example, that we will be able to be effective in mission in this town if we work on being creative and artistic. And we've seen evidence of this since. So Mark did a a big outreach which involved inviting people to come and be creative around building Christmas decorations. Do you know what happened? I don't know if you were around. We filled this church three times. We filled it three times. That was God confirming his word. This is really influential to us. We're trying as a leadership quite a lot to really work on this. Here's the second one. Got a word, this is more recent. God said this, I am the scaffolding around this building. Therefore, if things need to be changed, you won't fall down. There's a challenge. Don't hold back. Do you remember that? We were talking about that yesterday, weren't we? Isaiah 54 two, that Steve brought. Don't hold back. Enlarge the place of your tent. God has spoken specifically to this church and God needs to continue to speak specifically to our church. We need more prophets to minister to our church and to the church wide in town as well. So this is quite important that that the prophecies are there. Jesus tells us in the scripture in Ephesians to equip the church and this is what we are supposed to do. Works of service. Have we said serve others in this church recently? Maybe we should say that more often. But part of us is to serve others. That the body should be built up and unified. Have we pointed out that we are a body being built together? That the building is not the church, but we are the church? Absolutely. That we should reach unity in faith and the knowledge of Jesus. Do you remember that follow Jesus That's what we should do. These are the prophetic elements. How do we do that? How do we do it individually? How do we do it as a church? We need the prophets to be telling us this, and we do our best. That we are encouraged to maturity is is the job of the prophet, to encourage us to be mature. The challenge for the prophet, and indeed any other servant, is that they too need to be mature in order to call other people to be mature. But it is that the whole body attains the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus. So we have to follow Jesus and we have to serve others and we have to live differently. As a church we have to do what we do think. We're not a club, we're not a company, we're not a business, we're church. Church doesn't fit any of the world's systems. We are not an institution. We, we are not these things. I, I'd hesitate to say that we were not even really an organization. Never anywhere else will you find so many disparate, mismatched people squeezed together, apparently on a single cause. Do you know what I mean? I'm I, being honest here, but you know, the church is the most unlikely organization. And yet worldwide across history, we are by far, and I mean by far, the most successful organization that has ever operated which is greater than the Roman Empire and the British Empire. God bless it some of the time. And, and any other empire made up, frankly, of people that you would sometimes hesitate to put in the same room as each other. And yet God has done that. That is because we are being built up. How does he do that? Can I tell you, my view is that he does that through the prophetic because he speaks to each one of us. And he challenges us to conduct ourselves in ways that enable us to work together. I know you can think of exceptions, so can I, trust me. But it is the prophetic that builds the body in that sense. And that's amazing. Is that not amazing? You too can be part contributor to that amazing upbuilding because you too have prophecy available to you the holy spirit provides for all and it's amazing i have a lot to say about this but i don't really want to say too much more because we want to talk about how that might work out for you and to start maybe today i just want to say one last thing just so you understand this is that the prophetic along with the apostolic and the evangelical, which is a bit self-evident, and the pastors and the teachers are all to help us as church, church you, be on mission. None of this in terms of individual gifting or these gifts to equip the church are for the church to become self-indulgent, self-interested or self-absorbed. They are to enable the church to be on mission. And we are on mission. There is an entire world out there that needs to know about Jesus. And so the prophetic helps us to get our priorities right. It helps us to identify the harvest field. So i, I try to remember who said this, but somebody gave me a, a vision not that long ago, and it was of a huge field, a huge field, all ripe corn. And and apologies to anybody to whom this description fits, but there was a little wizened old man with a wee sickle flashing about like this, managing to clear about a foot and a half. And that was tremendously sad. And thinking, surely Lord, this isn't what our church looks like. Surely with this massive harvest field, we are not just thrashing about in a foot and a half but that there's more to be had. So we get our spiritual priorities. It helps us to identify the battlefield. I think that often we forget that we're in a battle, but the prophetic will reveal where we are under pressure and where we are under attack, and we can pray into that, we get our prayers. It helps identify all of us individually what our hurdles are, what we're giving into that we shouldn't, what we're doing that we shouldn't, what we're not doing that we should and gives us our discipleship priorities. And it speaks into lives, the Bible and the New Testament and Corinthians particularly says that prophecy speaks into lives of people who don't know Jesus as well as people who do, but who has boldness to speak out. But it is our mission to do that and to identify and help people with personal priorities. And finally, that it enables all of us to follow Jesus, serve others, live differently, the prophetic will always identify our lifestyle priorities. Sometimes we don't listen because we don't want to hear. David Pawson, I'm finishing with this. David Pawson tells his fab story about a vicar's wife who said, God never speaks to me. He said, really? He said, no, never speaks to me. I'm always asking him, God, what is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to do, God? Tell me what you want me to do. And he never says anything. And David Pawson said to her, have you ever thought of asking him what you shouldn't do? And she said, oh, I know what you'd say if I asked that. Do you know what I'm saying? God challenges us about our lifestyle priorities. Sometimes we don't ask because we don't want to hear the answer. And sometimes we don't want to hear the answer because we already know what it is. The prophetic isn't always your friend. It won't help you to rebel. The prophetic is God's tool to equip His church. You can be part of that. What is God saying to you? Do you want to hear from God? Do you think that you would like this prophetic gift? Do you think that that is something that would help you in your life and help equip us as a whole church? then maybe now is the time to do something about this. Let's just pray, and then John's going to come back. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you have given us the prophetic to equip the church and to build it up, that you have enabled each one of us to hear your voice and hear it clearly and hear it individually. Lord, I just want to thank you for the work of your Holy Spirit. The evidence of your victory over the powers of darkness is evident everywhere we look. But Lord, we want to be part of that. So just fill us up, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.